and welcome to another episode of Breaking Down the Tape. We are two weeks in a row that things are just a little bit different. My co-host Hector, uh, Hector, I said what I said, is uh, he's working again, putting the needs of his family before us. We'll shame him at a later date. Um, but uh, this week, I've got Coach Tay Brooks, uh, defensive back and special team coach for the Green Bay Blizzard, which is an arena football league. So I know we talk a lot about NFL football. James from Pound for Pound has been bringing us into the college world a little bit. But now it's starting to kind of expand into arena football. And I couldn't think of a better person to bring on than Coach Tay. So I'll let him take the floor for a second, uh, tell you about himself, and we'll go from there. It's all, all yours. Right. Yeah, oh man, I'm glad to be here. You know, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um, yeah, man, Coach Tay, uh, first name Tevion, last name Brooks. I just go by Tay. Tevion be kind of hard for people to say, but yeah, um, 25 years old, out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You know, uh, defensive back coach, uh, special team uh, coach, uh, Tulsa East High School, Green Bay Blizzard in the IFL. So, yeah, man, I'm glad to be here, man. Just ready to chop it up and talk some football. Yeah. Get Hell, yeah, that's, what we're, all, that's yeah. what we're all about, man. I'm happy to have you on. I know we just started connecting the uh, the other day. So, Coach Tay and I met. Um, as some of our fans may know, I am a representative, a player rep through Pro Level Sports. Um, so, I was trying to see if I could get some of my guys on Coach Tay. He doesn't like me enough just yet. Uh, but we'll get there. We'll get that relationship there. But, uh, but no, I'm just busting his chops. So, um you know, so we got to chit chat, and man, we just chopped it up about football. And like I said, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, because me personally, you know, just for a little bit about myself, so I'm, I'm a big football guy, right? Mm-hmm. Huge NFL guy, huge college guy. Uh, but you know, like I knew there was arena football. I know that there's the CFL. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I know that they exist, but even like a big football guy like myself don't really watch it. Don't really don't even know that there is the Pennsylvania union and I live in Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I'm yeah. hoping that, you know, through a series of interviews, starting with yourself, that we can kind of shine some more light uh, on football that happens in the spring. We, we do have year round football. A lot of my fans, yeah. a lot of people, you know, are, are begging for you know, spring football. We have it. We don't need the USFL. We've had spring football for how long now? So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we can shed some light on it. So, uh, Coach, yeah, I know that when we were talking, you know, in messages before, you kind of referred to your 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 football experience as a little unorthodox. I was kind of hoping that you yeah. could give us a little bit of a brief brief overview as to what you mean by that. Uh, well, it all just started back like in uh, high school, actually, actually, uh, high school um, freshman year. I was in Pensacola, Florida. Went to Palm Forest. Uh, I was a quarterback, actually. I was a quarterback. We ran an option. Um, transferred to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We ended up moving. My sophomore year of, of high school, transferred to Milwaukee. So then I was the option quarterback there. They already had their offense and everything. And they was like, oh, what did you play your freshman year? La, la, la. Like, I ran. we ran option. It was an option offense. So I basically brought the option with me from Florida and brought it to, you know, Milwaukee. So, you know, my coaches kind of liked it because they ran option, but it wasn't like the option how we ran it in Florida with the dive action and we ran some wing tee, everything like that. So, you know, it was kind of cool, you know, bringing that offense over and my coach using me in a lot of different ways. Uh, I ended up transferring to another school my junior year, uh, Pulaski, and I played quarterback there. 
Um, and it was me and uh, the senior quarterback, David Hernandez, and we both was like pretty good athletes and everything. So the coach was trying to figure out how to get us both on the field together and stuff like that. So I started veering off, uh, getting some reps and stuff at running back and receiver. But I kind of, the offense was probably a little bit better with me at quarterback because he knew the offense more at receiver and everything like that. And I was always playing DB too uh, while I was playing quarterback. So then senior year, I ended up transferring again. And I ended up actually, that was my first year playing like full-time receiver and still playing DB. So, you know, the ball wasn't in my hands like that. But um, did pretty good. Um, uh, left college, I mean, left high school, thought I was going to college as a quarterback. I wanted to go, but I was, I was small like. Five eight one thirty. Obviously, I can't play quarterback. You know, so uh, I feel that of, I played. Uh, not to cut yeah. you off real quick, but I played offensive line in high school, uh, offensive and defensive line, and I'm five eight. So I I know all about being <laughs> yeah. small for the position. Yeah. My man. <laughs> yeah, I was too small, man. The colleges was like, yeah, uh, no, you know, you got to put on some weight, man. Like one thirty, right. I'm one thirty five, soaking wet. You know, so. Uh, you know, so junior college was a big, was a big, big, big uh, route that I was going to end up eventually taking. And, you know, I did my thing senior year, uh, led Milwaukee in uh, interceptions and stuff. So, you know, I had the interception title uh, for, for more Marshall. Yes, yeah, so it was, it was pretty cool. I knew, like, DB was, was my wheelhouse. So, um, I actually, so funny story, right? So, uh, Santa Barbara Community College. Uh, they wanted to recruit me and one of the uh, run, our running back on our team. And things didn't work out there because California schools didn't offer dorms. So I didn't work in high school and stuff like that. So it was kind of financially kind of hard to get out there. Sure. So uh, I ended up looking at closer uh, junior colleges in Minnesota uh, at Fond du Lac Tribal, Ridgewater uh, Community College, Vermilion Community College. And stuff like that. So I was just hitting up other, hitting up. I emailed probably every junior college in in the United States, literally like every junior college you could think of. Uh, even Butte College, Aaron Rodgers went to. They hit me back and was just like, "Nah, we need you know." Da, da, da. I'm like, "All right, cool. California too far anyway." So, <laughs> I didn't uh, want to go there anyway. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I just I need you. <laughs> throwing stuff at the wall, hoping to stick. So Amen. I'm so then I find uh, College of the Redwoods in Eureka. Hit them up. They was they was, you know they like my tape. You can come out and play DB or whatever, whatever. That was a pretty bad team. So it was a, like rebuilding things. So I'm like, all right, I got an opportunity to come play. You know, so um, I couldn't get out to College of the Redwoods because it was like in Northern California, and I had to catch the bus all the way in like Sacramento and drive up and a whole bunch of stuff. So my mom wasn't feeling it. She like, nah. So. Um, I end up telling coach that I was coming to Fond du Lac. So I posted on Facebook and stuff like, oh, yeah, I'm telling coach I'm coming to Fond du Lac, Fond du Lac, or whatever like that. One night I was playing the game. It was like 11 o'clock at night. I'm playing uh, GTA on the PlayStation. Right on. And IO number called me. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, this is the head coach from uh, Vermilion. He called me and stuff. I'm like, oh. All right, so I'm thinking it's like somebody prank calling me or whatever. I answer, yeah, this is the head coach. Coach Terry Edges, da 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 so we talking, you know, he like, well, we got a returning class of uh, our secondary returning. So you come in as a receiver and compete. Da, da, da. I'm like, I don't really want to play receiver at the next level, but I, anything get me on the field, 
I'm going. So I'm like, yeah, you know. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I post on Facebook. I'm going to Vermillion. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how to this day. Coach Fawcett from uh, Father Lad Community College. Um text me and he was like good luck at vermilion and i was like oh shit i was like how do you even know so i was just like we end up playing them like week four or five i was just like i even know like so um i go to i go to vermilion um come in as a as a wide receiver i'm like probably the second smallest receiver um everybody else like six foot one six three like 180 by then, I, I put on a little weight. I got, got in the gym through the summer, got faster. So I was like 5'9", 178, somewhere around there, 180. And, you know, I, I was pretty, you know, pretty in shape or whatever, pretty, you know, still fast or whatever. So come there. And then I had a – our offensive coordinator was uh, Coach Holmstrom from Michigan Tech. He was a D2 coach before he came to Vermillion. And uh, after combine day – he came to me in the gym, was like, you ever thought about playing running back? Like, I ran the option, quarterback, basically, or running back, whatever. So I'm like, yeah, like, anything give me on the field, you know? Yeah, I play running back, of course. I ain't getting no reps at receiver. Everybody's 6'3 and stuff. Like, I know I'm not beating out these guys. I'm going to running back, whatever. So I grew up watching, like, Tavon Austin and De'Anthony Thomas and everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm finna crib every run I get. And so <laughs> I go to running back. Everything going good. I ended up getting a starting job. Our offensive coordinator quit like the second day of two days. Oh shit! Come back. So <laughs> I'm sitting there like, man, what in the entire hell just happened? Like he pulled off in his pickup truck. I'm coach. What's going on? He like, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm like, what? Oh, so I'm like, hey, I bet I'm still starting. I'm cool. Nah, <laughs> like, yeah. Our head coach was like, "We going to this pro old school running back uh, offense, like the tight end, fullback thing." So he just like, "Yeah, you're not big enough to run the ball." Da, da, da. I'm like, "My God!" So what you saying? Like, I'm second string or something now? So I end up becoming second string. They end up moving our middle linebacker over to running back, Mark Washington, and he was a dog, like six two two thirty. He was, he was, he was nice. Like Mark was. <laughs> I didn't mind coming off the bench behind Mark because Mark was that deal. I'm like, all right, cool. So Mark and I just was the scat back. Um, me and Malik, me and Malik Williams, he played at Bemidji State and he uh, broke a bunch of JUCO records for like uh, yards per game and stuff. Shout out to Malik. Um, so yeah, um, we did that, and then I was coming in my my sophomore year into junior college. I was going back to defense. After doing all these conversions from DB to receiver to running back and all this other stuff, I'm, all right, whatever. I'm finna go back to my wheelhouse. So Jesus, I go back to DB. All over the place. Yeah, I'm <laughs> versatility, man. I try to be versatile, whatever I do. So uh, just to get a, you know, D coordinator heads up, that I can play like defense, like I'm official. I was going on like scout team to play corner, and I was checking like our starting offense when I wasn't in. So I go over there, play DB. Then, uh, yeah, Tate playing safety, he playing. I can't play safety. Like, I'm not playing safety, man. That's too much grass. <laughs> I'm a cornerback. Like, I don't leave that island. Like, I'm a corner. So I go play corner and stuff, caught a pick. They like, oh yeah, so you coming back? I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Doing my thing. I'm like, all right. And then um sophomore, my 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 second semester of my freshman year in college was when everything uh 
everything changed. That's when everything changed for me, personal, personal uh, wise, and like football wise. So uh, I, I get the call. Uh, my house burned down in, in Milwaukee, right? So I get the call. My oh, house shit. burned down. Electrical fire, stuff like that. So we just end up. My mom ended up doing like a rental own house. Everything we we everything burnt burned down from like outside in, top to bottom or whatever. So uh, that happened. My brother got incarcerated, and then like the next week, um, my best friend up there that I met, uh, Kelvin Taylor. He ended up getting incarcerated. We went out, you know, last uh, party of the school year, final exams, you know, college party, whatever. A fight break out, things go left. Everything just happened so fast. So all this happened in like a two-week span, two-week span, Jeez. literally. And then I ended up getting, um, I was end up owing that school like $1,000, and I almost ended up getting kicked off the dorms and stuff, doing young stuff in college, like, um I think I had like liquor, liquor and BB guns, liquor and BB guns, man. It was, it was so boring up there in northern Minnesota. We used to like get drunk and go in the woods and just shoot at each other with BB guns and stuff. It was I can't boring. say I haven't done it before. Like, yeah, so you know, like the adrenaline behind it. It was, it was, you know, it was whatever. So all that happened in like two weeks span. So now I'm just like, everything in life is crashing down and I'm up here just like, making all these mistakes being young and dumb not taking care of business but i'm not telling my family and people who support me at home because they just think like i finally made it out of milwaukee i'm doing good with my life you know what i'm saying i'm never coming back go be something in life everything i end up back in milwaukee when the school uh semester ends come back to milwaukee um still like uh homeless or whatever we end up getting a house so actually the funny story, this leads to like another story. So Dave Mogerson, the head coach for the Iowa Barnstormers. I met him when I was 17. He was recruiting some of my teammates to his uh, football team at UW-Milwaukee. Okay. And we was friends on Facebook and stuff like that. So we was talking in and out, you know what I'm saying? So I hit him up and was like, you know what I'm saying? Can I transfer to you? UW Milwaukee, so I can be home. You know, my mom got six kids. I'm the second oldest, the oldest boy, but the oldest kid is in jail. So, you know, I got to step up and be there for my family. Um, me and him talking, everything like that. And then, boom, he ended up letting me come to UWM that fall as his uh, DB assistant coach or whatever. So I'm like, I bet, come there, get on his staff. You know, kind of still be around football, see how they do things. I was, so I was a student assistant, like recording uh, games, practices, okay. doing all that stuff like that. So that's when I started getting my first taste of coaching. You know, so that's when I started seeing the small stuff, like recording film, I mean, practices sure. and all that stuff like that. So it was like, yeah, all right, cool, whatever. Um, I end up uh, having a kid. I end up getting my, my son. I end up... Uh, having a son. So now I go work for uh, Dave at the, at the college and everything like that. So now I'm still trying to find other schools to get back to NAIAs, D3s or whatever. So I transferred to Wisconsin Lutheran. As I get to Wisconsin Lutheran, I'm talking to the coaches. I put on weight by then because the baby fat. <laughs> I went from like 180 to like 210. So, you know, I, I love, that. I I love how you're claiming 
I love how you're claiming baby fat as the father. Yeah, I did, man. Somebody got put on the weight, man. I gained like 30 pounds. I was like, oh, this is too heavy. So <laughs> I um go to Wisconsin Lutheran. I talk to the coaches. They're like, you coming in as a linebacker or a running back? I'm yeah, whatever. I don't know. We can just figure out the game. I want the ball, so I want to play running back. I'm I want the ball. But I know I'm better at defense. I could just play both ways or play different positions because I was athletic enough. So um I go there and uh make it through camp or whatever. I come in as a running back, make it through camp. Boom. Last week of uh practice, last week of camp. I talked to the head coach. He like, uh, we can't put you on the roster because we have an NCAA compliance case with you. College of the Redwoods, I told them that I was coming there, but my mom was like, it's too far. So in junior college, they ended up registering football as a credit. So my financial aid put that I showed up. So I made it all through camp, did all this 6 a.m. practice, 7 a.m. practice, everything. You know what I'm saying? Fall all the way to getting the running back rotation and all that stuff just for me to Ugh. get that talk for game week like yeah we gotta like sit you down until this situation get handled so i'm like you're like you gotta be yeah. shitting like you gotta be shitting me i just went through this two weeks <laughs> like this you know college campus is them six and i was commuting because you know i stay in Milwaukee. So i was commuting i had my son so i was having the balance being a, a father a student and a football player at the same time so that journey was just hectic by itself. Like, sure, six a.m. practices. Then after games and stuff was over, I can't stay and mingle. I gotta go pick up my son. Still gotta do homework. So Saturday I get my son do homework. Da da da. Sunday I drop him back off. Then I got school Monday at like eight nine o'clock. I, you know Jeez. what I'm saying? I gotta see my son on my way home after practice, and we practice at night. We practice that day, so it's just all over the thing, all over the place. So it just was like being like four different places at once, and um. So I ended up leaving college early. I was like, I left after like the third game. I'm like, I had to make a choice between being a, a father and being an athlete. And, you know, I figured I could play football wherever, you know, if and I, I, you know, I kind of pride myself on being a father. So, and yeah, especially sure. young, I'm like 21, 20. So I'm still trying to figure out how the father stuff goes. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll go on Euro players. Uh, Europlayers.com, put all the film that I have on there. Um, start trying to network with teams. Bing, bang, boom. Uh, Westside Steelers, they hit me up. Me and the coach was talking there. But they wasn't a paying team. They wasn't a paying team, so they was, like, in Australia. So I had to, like, save us some money to get out to Australia. I think it was, like, five grand or whatever like that. And I'm like, ah, I can't, I can't save up that money like with a kid and all these bills and stuff like, i can't do that like, i'm barely making ends meet um then another team actually be, the day the day that my son was born my son was born like on the sunday during the packers and cowboy game the week of uh that it was the game it was the year that dak and zeke was rookies oh, okay. never forget. <laughs> so my son was born as the Packers was driving down the field. I oh, never forget because I almost passed out when he was born. And I was supposed to be in Chicago that weekend. His mom got induced, so I was supposed to be in Chicago that Saturday for like a Euros player tryout and meet and greet, talk to coaches and reps or whatever like that. I was supposed to be in Chicago, but she got induced, so I didn't make it. 
Yeah, for so sure. He was born that Sunday. So everything was just like, I'm like, I'm never going to get my big break. Um, so like a few hung, Hungary teams, uh, the West Side Steelers. So I had, you know, overseas teams, whatever, and they usually play both ways. They rules was kind of different and everything like that. Like only like the imports, two imports can be on the field together, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So um, I do that. And then I end up uh, getting an uh, email and stuff from a team, the Recife, Recife Pirates. Uh, they want me to come play quarterback in Brazil. So it's not, you know, overseas back then was like the GFL, Germany. That was like the big league to go to. So, yeah, Brazil was offering me uh, $500 a month, a flight and everything paid for. And uh, so I end up reaching out to, to to Dave again, Coach Coach Mokes. And so me and was coming up with a plan for him to come train me while I was in Milwaukee to play quarterback or whatever. I just get my mechanics and stuff together, you know. So I end up uh, trying out for the TPSFL uh, league for the Illinois Masters. And I ended up making the team as a DB. Um, so they was promising like 320K incentive-based contract. I'm like, oh, that's only in Chicago. That's two hours away. Outside of Brazil, that's like a thousand some miles away. So the Chicago team was close and they was offering more money. So now I have Brazil in one hand and the Chicago team in the other. So the Chicago team, of course, me being a 20-year-old, 21-year-old, 320K a year, I got a son. I'm staying in Milwaukee. It's a no-brainer. I'm Easy, taking yeah. the money. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. So I ended up making the team in Chicago. We go through camp, first practice come, everything. The team folds. So we go through all the drug tests, the tax forms, the physicals, all of the whole nine, everything. And me and all these other college athletes just get the call in the group chat, or get the text in the group chat, like, yeah, the team folded, this, this, and the third. And it basically was just like, well, <laughs> so I just was like, what I'm supposed to do now? So then that's how I end up getting into coaching. Uh, Dave come up again. <laughs> Coach Mokes come up again. Uh, one of the coaches that he coached with, um, back in one of the Milwaukee high schools, was looking for a running back coach. And he put me in connection with him. We taught. I get the job at St. Francis as a running back coach. Um, that was my second. That was actually my, like, first time, first time, like, all right, X's and O's, everything like that. Because my sure. first I was, like, the student job and doing the film. But I knew defense. Like, I used to be with Coach Knowles, who was a D.C. at UWM. And, you know, Coach Knowles, he was cerebral with his stuff. I love Coach Knowles, man. So that's my boy, Coach Jim Knowles. That's my boy. So, um, I go over there, whatever, like that. And then I come to St. Francis and get the running back job. And then what happened? I leave St. Francis, COVID hits. That's when COVID hits. So now it's another job opening in Cedarburg. Cedarburg High School, they playing like uh, one of the like top Wisconsin high school teams, uh, divisions and stuff like that. So Cedarburg comes. Kobe here, I guess they don't have a season. So after that, me and Coach Moogs was starting up a podcast, da 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 When he started up a podcast, we come to all these ideas. He get the job in Albany. 
as director of personnel thing, a uh, personnel coach. I'm, I text him and stuff. Oh yeah, man, good shit. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So you know, cheering them on and stuff. Like yeah, man. Like one day I'm gonna try to work to get to the pro level. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Uh, like next day he hit me up and was like, I got an opportunity for you. Like, God, uh, usually when he say stuff like that, it don't be good. <laughs> I'm like, man, what is freaking Dave got me doing now? I'm like, here goes some freaking, all right. Yeah, like, yeah, you got a chance to, you know, come to Albany and get in the pro ranks and learn and develop. And I'm, he told me like a Monday or something, like a Sunday. I had like to Wednesday to accept. Good I'm shit. like, fast forward, I'm 24 now. So this is right, like right. Four. So now I have a three-year-old and I have a son on the way. So the my son was supposed to be born May 25th. I put I got to Albany like May 3rd. I got to oh, Albany shit. May 3rd. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I only take the job if you let me come back and uh you know, get my son, watch my son be born, so I'm be gone for the whole season, basically. So I get to Albany. My first day working in the office, I do a full day. Get back to my uh, hotel room. I call my girlfriend at the time. Yeah, how, you know, how you doing? And I knew she was supposed to be going to the doctor. So it's like, they end up keeping me. I'm going to get induced. I'm like, all right, hopefully they don't induce her. I get there. They freaking induce her. I just drove 15 hours to New York, a thousand miles. I just drove 15 hours to Albany just to drop back at 3 a.m. that next day. I got um, all the way to Chicago and she was already pushing. So with COVID and everything, I couldn't come in the, uh, in the hospital and everything because oh her mom God. was there so the day after. So I literally get there and drop back the next day. I'm like, I knew it was going to happen. I was like, when I get there, it's going to happen. When I get there, she's going to have this kid. I get that it happens. I'm like, oh, man. So, you know, the coach was just like, you can come in with the players. I had like two or three days to spend with my son. I'm like, cool. So now the bittersweet part is that I'm leaving behind two of my kids now. Like, I'm leaving behind my newborn baby. I won't see him until he's like four or five months, you know? So I'm like, man, like, now I'm just like, do I even want to go back? Like, I'm just yeah. like, oh. Man, like, cause you know, it's it's hard. It's a lot to ask of, you know what I'm saying, of a woman and you know your partner. So sure, I'm just like, you know, Dave attached his name to me. Coach attached his name to me, and Coach stepped out on on good faith and gave me a shot. So I can't, you know, I don't know how many opportunities I'm gonna get. You know, I left college early. I did all this other stuff. Like, I don't have a bachelor's degree to fall back on. I don't have the plan b so i'm just like it's all or nothing i I go out there everything works out we end up winning the championship boom the season end uh and then i ended up in green bay i ended up here through <laughs> through connections and everything and and yeah i ended up here man so i'm glad to be in green bay that's how i got to where i'm at now 25 years old man Hell 25 yeah, man. Years old, yeah. Hey, 25 years old, you've already won a championship. You know, I'm sure that later when I ask you how you think the Blizzard is going to do, you're going to, you know, obviously tell me that you're going to win back-to-back championships. 
But uh, for, oh, for yeah. everybody who doesn't understand who uh, Al- what Albany he's referring to, obviously Albany, New York, uh, but the Albany Empire being part of the NAL. Um, but um, so, yeah, man, that's that's wild. I think yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. every bit of adversity that any football player could face. You know, I, I know, um, you know, that you were telling me there was there was a bit of an injury, you know, that you've had a little bit earlier yeah. on in your in your college career. You know, if you want to speak on that, you can. I don't want to, you know, bring up anything. But I know that you've gone through injury. You've gone through changing colleges. Like you said, in high school, you've gone through moving around. You've gone through your personal adversity. And here you are, man, you know, still climbing the mountain, still doing your thing, still living the life, you know, yeah. of, of coaching professional football and, and being involved in, in such an intimate level the way you are. And, and first of all, like, that's fantastic man like congratulations for being able to to push through all of that and still be able to you know live your dream man that's awesome i appreciate that man i appreciate it yeah it was hard it was hard man you know i went and got uh, some tattoos when i was like 16 i got some tattoos on my chest it's a r.i.p uh respect integrity and perseverance and when i was in elementary school i won a uh, perseverance award like three times i'm like what's, what's perseverance and, you know i didn't know that. i think they just passing out stuff I, I don't know perseverance i didn't what's perseverance and you know the ability to just fight through and you know keep, keep pushing it you know never give up so and as i figured out what that was you know it was a word that stuck with me since i was growing up just moving around as a kid um just being able to adapt adapt you got to take you got to take everything on the chin, you just got to take it on the chin, suck it up and roll. That's it. Never get too high, never get too low in life. You know, that's how I got to where I was at now and just having, like, faith and just meeting the right group of men and meeting the right group of people to be around. And, yeah, man, so it's it's, it's a lot more to come, definitely. For sure, man. And that's important, man. And we'll get into, you know, Coach Mo a little bit later. You know, but it really is one of the one of the big things that, you know, I was told as a kid and I never really figured out in all honesty until until this, until I became a player at pro pro level. Um, it's not so much about what you know, it's about who you know. You know, yeah. what I mean? and, and you can surround yourself with good contacts and networking and and putting yourself in front of the right people like that's that's big, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Is. But uh, you know, so you. Oh, yeah, you never know who's going to be who, man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you were telling me that you obviously you played at the high school level, you played at the collegiate level, and, you know, now you're coaching at the pro level. You know, can you kind of tell the fans a little bit of a difference between what have you seen is the difference between playing at that high school, college, and now pro levels? Like, what are, like, some of the big similarities that you've seen? Obviously, football is football, right? But, like, talk to me a little bit about those differences. High school, I kind of look at it as the development stage. You know, you, you develop in high school, that's where all your, 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 your habits kick in as a player. Whether you, you're a guy who's going to cheat your reps or you're going to do the do more. You're going to be the do more guy or you're going to just coast. Um, I had different stages. I'll be lying if I said I just was a standout football player and all this other stuff. You know, um, one of the things that always stuck with me that always got me on the field was uh, being able to adapt, being uh, versatile and just being smart. That was one yeah. big thing because I wasn't always the fastest. I wasn't always the most athletic. But 
whenever you needed to play, I always knew where I was going, I always knew what everybody else was doing, so I knew how to put myself in a position to win. So high school is where you really learn how to develop those habits. You can develop good habits or bad habits, you know, going the extra mile or underdoing reps. You know, I was a guy who was obviously, <laughs> well, I ain't going to say obviously, but I teach the reps. Coach said bench press 10 times. I probably do it like eight. You know, I, the, the small things in high school can kind of set the tone for you as an adult and as a football player. Because then now those habits come with you in the college where the playing field is even. You know, everything reset all over again. Everybody was the man where they was at. Or mm -hmm. some people was the underdog where they was at. So you don't want to get passed up because in high school, coaches can pull, pull you to the side and say, oh, yeah, this and this and this and coach you up. College, they just like figure it out or you'll be a number. You'll be on special teams or you'll be on the back of the bench somewhere. So I knew how to be the guy. I knew how I feel to be the guy. I knew how I feel to be the number. And I knew how I feel to just be the guy like you just here, like whatever. As you transition to the, the pro level, you know, we all had these things where we see people in, on Sundays in the NFL. Like, oh, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, you get here, me being a young coach, man, when I first got to Albany and I seen the first game, I'm, these dudes are gladiators, like, logging or <laughs> running, like, inside those walls, man, like, this is a whole different ball game, like, <laughs> funniest, like, real estate ever. So right after the first game, I text my boys, like, hey, yeah, that, that just anybody can play pro, I can, out the window, like, this is a dead. whole different ball game, like, it's a different ball game, like, my just spinning how fast everything was going and having these guys who played in the nfl you know what i'm saying the malachi jones the the darius prince is like um david pendale all these other guys like uh Vermont sony uh brandon cc those guys is like you know the, the vets and the young guys uh trayvon shorts and patrick makins these guys are like the guys who was the guys when they was at high school college it's crazy man so like you think about it you got the NAL and IFL, then you got Canada, then you got the NFL. So you got like all these different levels. Everybody like trying to climb and everybody keep coming down. So it's just like you got people who who been there. So the, the goal is mm -hmm. to get there and stay there. You know what I'm saying? Not too many people can get to college. Not too many people can get to pro. But not too many people can get to the CFL. Not too many people get to the NFL. Like it's those things you always got to turn it up a notch like you know you, so that's it's just the mental like the smallest things can't remember playbooks or just off the field issues anything a like character anything can like keep you so that's one of like the biggest biggest things that i've seen as a young coach just the smaller things matter at at, at the, the like the higher level you go the more things are in jeopardy because it's more money it's, it's different brands, you know, so it's just the more you got to tighten up and be a professional. So that's what it is. That's one of the biggest things that I've seen. For sure, man, for sure. And, you know, especially, you know, running a football podcast, right? It's easy to watch these games and Monday morning mm -hmm. quarterback. you would be like, ah, oh, please, I could have run through that hole. What was he thinking? The hole was right there. <laughs> You know, so it, it's easy to run your mouth the way that that I definitely do. I'm not even going to pretend like I'm above it. I definitely <laughs> run my mouth. Um, you know what I mean? Like like I'm some hot shit at 5'8 and 300 pounds. <laughs> you know? But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm sure, you know, especially having played and, and coaching it definitely puts, you know, everything really into, into perspective. 
So obviously, you know, coach, we brought up that you've coached in the NAL last year, won a championship. You're coaching in the IFL this year. There's also leagues out there like the um the CIF, the um AAL, there's the AIWC, the AIFA. You know, there's there's a lot actually of arena leagues. So in your experience, you know, what is is there like rules differences? Is there speed differences or essentially are they just different brands in different parts of the country? Can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit more? So the NAL is uh, the National Arena League, which is based off uh, straight arena football, you know, um, different rules, different concepts. Uh, you got the one high motion, man. You got the Mac and Jack. Uh, your Jack can only move left and right. Your Mac can only blitz or read. Things like that. Um, you got uh, <laughs> some guys use a fullback. Some guys use an extra lineman that's like your running back, fullbackish type type role. And then in the IFL, you have like outdoor football, but inside, so it's still the same concepts, just different techniques and different things. Like you give and take out because of the like uh, field spacing and everything. So it's exciting, man. One thing that they got in common is like you get a lot of top-notch guys, like from those NFL practice squads, those preseason sure. these college All-Americans from D2, D3s, D1s, D1As, AIs. You get guys from all over, like competing, and these are like top-level guys. You know what I'm saying? So like that's why I say again, the playing field is it, just keep getting even and even, and you got to keep separating yourself. So you know we all competing. It's like three different leagues. Um, competing for players and then you still got the other leagues with the aal teams those teams are more uh they get top-notch guys too also but those teams are a lot of some semi-pro guys if you got to develop more you want to get some more skill in that's where you kind of learn the game you can use that as your college or that is like your rookie year then you never know one year two years you may go get a camp invite from a green bay blizzard or somebody or you know and get a shot at the big time and show that you that 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 you belong. So one thing they all share in common is like the interaction with fans. That's what we come in different with with the NFL. Fans right there. Like you can touch players, you right over the bench. Like you can hear everything, you know? So that's one of the exciting things. Um the halftime shows, the feel, feel um, like you got the little commercial breaks for YouTube and stuff where they you can see people running on the field and shooting uh, T-shirts into the stands and That's just cool. small stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can interact with the players. Like, after the games, you will see the players and you come down and touch them and talk to them. So it's just like, you know, it's different fan bases. Like, it's, it's even across the board, you got teams where people love football. Some cities where it's just solely football there. They don't have basketball teams, so everyone is devoted to going there, you know? Sure. Green Bay, we got the Packers here, so... We still do our thing with the blizzard, you know what I'm saying? They, 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 you know, they like it. They like, it. and we got the blizzmobile, so you know, people see us in our in our in our cars and everything, and our van, and you know what I'm saying? You got the blizzmobile. They see us in the van. They, oh yeah, you know, when the season start, the fans will come talk to you. They see us out and stuff, so you get to interact with these players. You know what I'm saying? Because they like average Joes. They look like average Joes, but when the pass come on and get on the gridiron, it's like you know that that that, that switch flip. You know, so it's a beautiful thing, man, being at this level and seeing how everything transitioned between different levels and different teams and different leagues. So, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's dope. It's dope. Right on. Right on. So tell me, you know, speaking of coaching, you got into coaching so young. You know, you said before you're about 20 years old when you got into coaching. Yep. 
you know, and even if it's just like a student coaching, you know, kind of role, mm-hmm. but now, you know, you said you're 24 years old. 25. Uh, you know, yep, I'll be 26 in June. 25. Uh, right my apologies. 26. Nah, <laughs> 20 or 25. You're 25 years old and you're, you know, you're coaching guys that are your age, but maybe mm-hmm. a year or two younger, maybe, you, you know, they're, they're in your, these are your peers, right? You're mm-hmm. not some year old coach coaching a bunch of 20 year olds you know these are these are gentlemen that are your age um and you've kind of always been doing that since you've been coaching mm-hmm. this has always been guys that are that are your age maybe a little bit older how do you balance that you know what's that what's that dynamic kind of like do you get any pushback from guys I'm like ah you know you're just a kid yourself who you're talking to <laughs> kind of like you know a player coach doesn't matter the age there's that you know level of respect that was one of the things that I faced from from a lot of older coaches who've been coaching for obviously before like I was born and you know <laughs> so a lot of coaches um I run into the wall but that that's how I gain their trust and that's how I show that I belong you know I talk to older coaches whether it's at the high school level or you know they they like picking your brain and you know the the one time you fold under pressure it it, it can make or break you first impressions are everything sometimes you don't get that second call back sometimes you don't get that second opportunity so um. I had to talk with older coaches, you know, they, they grill me hard. You know, you're just a kid. I mean, I got, I, I got kids older than you. And I, I was like, what do you know about football? And, and, and I'm, you know, and you just gotta show your wits and everything. And the first thing that, that worked for me before I even pick up a playbook, before I put on a polo shirt, khakis, whatever, I understand as a person, as a person, you know, I try to I try to get to people as a person. You know, the ultimate goal is is to be there for the head coach as an assistant coach. You be the best assistant that he can that he can have. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So we still compete because you know what I'm saying one day I want to work to a coordinator position. He got coordinator, so I'm there learning from them. So one day I can be a coordinator to be a head coach. And as players come in my age, they come in fighting for jobs and and everything and, and mini camp and day in and day out they fighting for playing time so me they see me grinding i see them grinding so now we have that level of respect where yeah sure. you know we can kick it and laugh and stuff and practice and crack jokes or whatever like that but when it's time for me to be a coach or do something coach like understand that it is it, business sure. and we remember before anything before we put on uniforms we met so the biggest thing is you know with me being young of course i'm a player's coach you know and sure. I believe as being the coach, you gotta be able to adjust and adapt to the to the to the different generations. Cause the game changed from eighties to the nineties to the two thousands to the twenty tens to the twenty twenties. Like the game is gonna keep changing and you gotta adapt. That's how Nick Saban been around so long. Bill Belichick, that's how those guys been around. The minute you stop learning, the minute you stop changing, this the minute you become stagnant and the game pass you up. Luckily I got a head start that a lot of coaches don't get. Like coaches don't start coaching to like 40 30s 50s you know i'm already like 20 years younger 15 years younger figuring sure. all this stuff not out now so now i'm i'm maturing faster you know i'm mature faster than than other players and stuff like that because i didn't go i wasn't the player who was you know one of the highest paid player and i did all the stuff in my playing career and stuff like that and you know, did all the stuff that athletes do. So now I approach the game different and I learned to, at the end of the day, I'm here to learn from whoever above me. And how I train myself is that I hope nobody take this the wrong way. I always 
try to connect and talk to people who are above the position I'm at. Sure. Because I always want to talk to coordinators and head coaches. You know, assistant coaches, yeah, we share our stories, but if you're not where I want to be, I always believe in dressing and and, and and act as the job that you want, not the job that you at. So me being an assistant coach and, you know what I'm saying, being a defensive back coach, whether it's high school or pro, being a special team coach, whether it's high school or pro, one day I want to be a defensive coordinator. I don't sure. just want to coach DBs. I want to control the whole defense. When I move up from D.C., I want to be a head coach. So now I'm learning how to balance all these hats, and I'm seeing all these different guys do these things. And, you know, that's what worked for me. And when you're, when, when you're a solid person and people see your work ethic and people see the person that you are, you don't have to speak. Sometimes your actions speak for itself. You know what I'm saying? People people who've been around you and know you, they speak on your behalf. Your 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 resume speaks for itself, not just on the paper what you accomplished, just as you as a man and as a person, the lives that you changed and the lives that you touched and all these connections that you made. So with me, man, the players, I, I gained players' trust. You know what I'm saying? It, of course it was hard. My first year, you know, I was around <laughs> I was around some pretty, some pretty veterans like these guys are like AFL vet Tommy Grady, uh uh Mo Ruffins, Derek Ross, uh Darius Prince, Malachi Jones, you know, uh oh, Joe Sykes was our D line coach. Uh Sergio Gilliam was our, our DC. He played at Clemson, like Dam uh, <laughs> coach Damon Ware, you know, he's been a long time guy, like established guy in the in the coaching world and everything. So uh, Coach Tom Minas, you know, he been doing this thing and now I'm at Green Bay around uh coach Corey Roberson, you know what I'm saying? Uh Coach Matty Ice, I call him Matty Ice. That's a that's a bad <laughs> man right there. Coach Coach B. And then we got Coach Dean Peacock. Then I already seen uh, Coach Moes, you know what I'm saying? So I'm around all these guys. These are guys that I'm looking at, whether they play or coaches, like because they know the game. Players right. see the game from player's standpoint, and coaches see the game from coaching standpoint. So if I can find a way to get info from players, see how players think when this and this happened, then I see how coaches think when this and this happened, the whys and the when and the where, how and, and who, that would make me a better coach and make me better understand another game because sometimes I'm so busy here, I can't go be behind the coach. Sometimes, you know, so it's those things where I got to kind of figure it out myself and wing it. And one of the things that coach always tell me when, since I got to Green Bay, everything he preached and practice and every day, he always said, you don't ask questions, I assume you know it. I assume you know it. So, you know, you never want to be the guy who asks a million questions because in school we talk, you ask a million questions, like you're going to get picked on this bad. But being sure. a young coach, I'm raising my hand. I'm a hey, coach, this and this and this and this. I need that reassurance to know. So when I'm when I'm in that predicament, when I'm seeing what he's seeing, it becomes second nature. I don't even have to second guess it, you know? So, sure. yeah, so it's just yeah. a matter of finding that balance and trying to be a bridge. Because here, before anything, before the – Coach Tay with the players or whatever that is, I'm still a coach. That would come in front of my name. Sure. So I'm part of that brotherhood with coaching. That's the staff. We got to have a solid front. But then being a young guy, I got to grind just like these young guys fresh out of college and everything because we are the same age, like you said. And then not only do coaches look at how, oh, he's young. The players look at that like, oh, we can take advantage of a young coach. Mm -hmm. But you got to be solid. You give respect, and, and, and I get it. So, you know what I'm saying? Right. They, oh, yeah. Yeah, Tay T, you know, this and this and that and third, but at the end of the day, they know, like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I like Tay. You know what I'm saying? I like Coach Tay. Right. Like, you know, he's a solid dude. And, you know, the players, you know, they, they when I was in Albany, the players was like, you know, 
um, even the Albany supporters, even Green Bay uh, people when I was back at home and everything, they, you know, they they offered a lot of support. You young, man, like they, they we talk every day. Players, uh, we talk so much. Sean Lockett, Big Lock, uh, my boy OG. Um, a bunch of a bunch of a bunch of coaches and players reach out like, man, yeah, you young, you you know, you on the uprise, everything, and that's kind of satisfying hearing that from players because they see me when sure. like <laughs> the players in Albany see me carrying these bags with my boy Sam, uh, you know what I'm saying? So they see me doing all the stuff, you know, carrying the bags, recording film, and all that sure. stuff. Like, you got to put in work now when you're young. Mm -hmm. Put in that work as a young coach, so that way when you get to call the shots, you're not missing a step. You know what it takes to get to that seat. Well, you sitting at the front of that desk, you know what I'm saying? You the face of that of that team of that brand. So yeah. I just, you know, I, I gain from everything because as you go through life, you only you only know what you learn from people. For life, sure, you only know what you learn. So I try to, well, whoever I talk to, I always try to get something from a relationship, whether it's words of advice, whether it's whatever it is. And you know what I'm saying? I filter through it and I just keep it in my back pocket and always hold on to it. So yeah, that's a big thing that worked out for me, man. Amen, man. And I mean, A, to your point, you know, uh, of where you stand in this world, you know, you've got, you know, Coach Mo, who's who's had your back since day one, man, it seems, you know, you've surrounded yeah, yourself with with the right guys, right? You know, being mm -hmm. in this position, you know, having these these coaches and these players that have been veterans, you know, having your back and stuff. You've put yourself A, in the right, you know, world, you know, for you. And be, you know, just for where you've been 25 years old, you already have a championship ring on your belt. I'm sure, like I alluded to earlier, and, and we'll ask you later, you're going to tell me that you're going to win back-to-back -back championships, you know. Uh, um, you know, you're really, you're on the rise, man, and that's amazing. And another thing I wanted to to point out, you know, as you kind of said it, and, and I'm experiencing now this in my stance, you know, there's so much to the world of football, right? Mm -hmm. So... And I've experienced it now in three ways. So I've never coached. Uh, when I was in high school, I coached my younger brother on, you yeah. know, his yeah. so his Mighty Mites team. So I, I don't count that as coaching, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't hold him by the face mask. Can't punch kids. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't consider that coaching. But you know, I, I've played the sport. I understand it as a fan. Um, I would like to think that I understand it deep enough that I could coach at the high school level. That's kind of the goal for me personally is I would love nothing better than to make $50,000 a year coaching high school football. And that's yeah. my time job. You know, I don't need to make millions. I just want to coach football. Um, but it, I'd like to think that I know it well enough to at least coach at that level. Um, you know, I, I understand the game and I love the game. But there's these different aspects, right? There's this aspect as a player. There's this aspect as a fan. For you, there's this aspect as a coach. And now what I'm going through, you know, being a player rep for pro level is there's the business aspect. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and obviously, you know, you, you talk about it, you know, when players get cut and this, that, and the third, it's just business. But it seems like it's just a phrase that gets said until you're put in this position where, you know, that it's just a business. Like I've had to have that conversation with a couple of coaches already, you know, trying to negotiate things and, and, and that phrase has gotten thrown around and, and now having been in the business side of it, it's just business. Yeah. Isn't some phrase like no offense, man. It's just business. It it's X's and O's it's dollars and cents. And it's, you know, it's, <laughs> So I'm sure you've kind of faced that realization going from, you know, a player to a coach, these different, you can understand the game as a player. You can mm -hmm. understand 
now you you've been super versatile you understand the game as a running back as a quarterback as a wide receiver as a db so mm-hmm. you understand the game from different levels of play but i'm sure you know you can attest to this is that the difference in these positions that you take you know from player to coach completely yes it's football completely, completely different, different you know what i mean from from player to fan completely different from fan to business completely different yeah. so it, it's been kind of not a jarring realization for me but it's been an important realization you know and, and an interesting one at that to kind of see the back end side of things mm-hmm. that it's not just how, how the fuck didn't you see that hole? It was right there. You could drive a Mack truck through it. You know what I mean? It's not as, as a lineman in high school, it's not just, okay, we're running a, you know, a 34 dive. You know, I'm supposed to hit this guy and drive or, you know, we're, we're pass blocking, right. Take my pass step. And if he wants to overpower me, fine, we're going to go all the way to the end zone. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a completely different, understanding to the game same coin just 16 different sides and, and mm. it's wild man and I'm, like i said i'm sure you can attest to that definitely one of the things that you said that was a realization for me man was the cutting players aspect man mm. I, that was probably one of the worst things i had to do <laughs> like i did not want to do man got to albany and you know you had those coaches meaning like yeah we couldn't so and so and so and so i'm just like oh man like yeah. These are some big dudes. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to be the guy. That's like, that's like walking the guy to his death on death row. It's like you gotta see him first thing in the morning. You gotta catch him right before you get comfortable. And then mm-hmm. after you kind of, that's when players kind of get that oh shit, here come the tape moment. Like yeah. they know when they see me early in the morning, they just like man, he finna come get me, and I gotta like do the notebook thing. Like yeah, coach wants a playbook. He want to talk to you upstairs and. First time I did that, man, my freaking heart was pounding on my chest so bad. I was like, I don't want to tell this dude. I don't want to tell this guy because he was actually like a good player and he was he was like a great dude, you know. But I had to understand to look at players different. I was looking at these guys trying to build relationships as like friends and like my boys and we the same age. We can kick it, this and that and third. But then when it was time to put on that coach hat, it was – kind of hard because I got to do my job. I didn't come here to build friendships and make friends and hang out. Win championships. So it just was, man, that was like probably one of the hardest parts about my job at this level so far. And it yeah, kind of made me the person that I was now, but it was, it was tough, man. Like that is tough. Like seeing a player get cut and these are like, Guys who's like sack leaders at their school, sure. record breaking guys. It just was like, damn. But then one man's no is another man's yes. Like, you may not be here, mm-hmm. but you go to another team and have a freaking Hall of Fame career. So, you know, I had to tell them, like, like, always be professional, man. Like, when you get that, and that's even when you're not cutting players as a coach or player, whatever it is that you do, just be professional. Because a lot of people think being professional is the money. It's money. Now it's being able to be consistent on a day-to-day basis and always getting better. And mm-hmm. then as coaches, you always want the best from people. So that way, when they bullshitting you, you know it. So yep. You always want to be professional. And, and the game is 90% mental and emotional and 10% physical. Well, you know, yep. you, you got a strong mind, your body going to be strong. Because it's going to be them days your body be like, I don't feel like getting up. I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like doing that. And your mind just mind over matter. When they say that, that stuff is true, man. And a lot of people think, oh, yeah. 
I need motivation to do this and this and this and this and this. Most people and the successful people in the world don't need motivation to do what they got to do. It yeah. takes discipline. Because not yeah. in life, you're going to do a lot more things that you don't want to do than that you do want to do. You're going to know a lot more than you're going to hear yes. And once mm -hmm. you have a realization like that, that it takes discipline. You got to get up, be on time. If you're on time, you're late. So be early. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and as players, like as you go through it and everything like that, small things matter. It's the smallest things, knowing your playbook, knowing where to line up. You know what I'm saying? Being that guy. And as a young coach, just being able to take an ass chewing. <laughs> like, is this yeah, I'm freaking, man. My first time it happened to me, I was so freaking emotional. I'm in the room, like, fuck, I'm finna go home. Like, this man sending me home. Like, he's sending me home. I'm not, no, I'm fired. I just was in the room packing. I was like, all emotional. Like, man, what in the entire. Fuck is going on? Like you yeah. know, I'm just like wow. Like it was tough. It was tough because it's different taking it as a player, but as a coach and being a young coach, you don't know how many more opportunities you're going to get. That could he could have just been one and done. Go on. Yeah. I'm like, oh man. So you know, by the grace of God, he didn't. He didn't do that to me. So I, from that day forward, I just you got to turn it up or not. Like because now. You know what I'm saying? You got to just turn it up or not. Just no more excuses. No more trying to explain. No more. Just do it. Just do it. Whatever it is. If you can't do it, figure it out a way. Make it happen. Ask for help. Do whatever it is. Do it. Just figure it out to where you ain't, you can, or you got to earn your key. The people see coaches, they just like, oh, they just got to call X's and nothing. Nah, it's a lot more. And it's a lot more stuff that I've yet to experience. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of stuff that coordinators and coaches deal with that I don't have to deal with. So, you know what I'm saying? So, Man, I, I just try to, and everything that I'm learning at the pro level now is making me a better coach for high school because I don't go to the high school level and look down on those coaches because I'm here, like, you know? For sure. Like I told the high school coach when we talked, he was like, oh, yeah, like, um, what can you bring to the table, everything like that. I told him I'll be your, your, your best assistant coach, hands down. I'm your go-to guy. And, I, and you know what I'm saying? Everything that I learned at the pro level, is me building better coaching habits at the high school level. Everything I learned at the high school level, me build, building better coaching uh, habits at the pro level. Doing that extra right. stuff, getting in that extra film, just doing the smaller stuff, the small, tedious stuff that people complain about. Because you make decisions. So when you go there, just be 100% there, you know? Just be 100% there. That's it. Don't complain. Don't cry. Don't pout. Be there while you're there. When you leave, you leave. That's it. Just get the job done. No explanations. No, you know? So... Yes, sir. Yeah, man. You hit it on the head. All right, man. So we're nearing the end of this thing. I've alluded to this a couple of times, but I want to know what's the official take on the Green Bay Blizzard this year? What can we expect out of them? What's the what do you think the record's gonna be? And uh, you know, are we, are we expecting a championship? What are we looking at? Oh uh, yeah, man. We we going into every you know, we taking the game at a time. We don't overlook anybody, we don't wanna overlook and you know what I'm saying, but it's a couple of games that's that's marked for me personally. You know, we get to play uh, the Iowa Barnstormers. I get to see, you know what I'm saying, my OG, my mentor, Coach Moog. So, you know, that's going. it's always going to be good to go to coach against him and see them. We've seen them like three times. Um, really, our schedule, man, we looking forward to playing everybody, you know. Uh, sure. we, you know, it's one of those things where you just kick ass, take names later, and it start with us, you know. Um 
yeah, it's champion. It's it's championship or none. That's what we. That's our. That's our. Our mindset. And that's what we're working toward. You know, and you know, camping everything just started. So we just really like getting the right group of guys here. So when the season season kick off, you know, when when the Blizzard boys come to town, the Blizzard come to town, man, and when the home games and everything strike up, you gonna you gonna see Coach Coach Matt. You gonna see Coach Rogue. You know, Coach Dean. You're going to see me over there and everything, and we got a great staff in place, you know what I'm saying? Some young guns between me and Coach Matt, the OC. You got Coach Corey, you know what I'm saying? He doing this thing, the uh, coach of the year. A couple years ago, Hello. Coach Dean, the OG. So, you know, we got we got a nice arsenal, and, you know, we bringing everything together as a staff and as a team. So, um, y'all live in Wisconsin, wherever you at, Green Bay Blizzard coming to town, you know, um, just be ready to play ball, man. That's it. We're going to play ball, and we're going to play our football. We're going to set the tone, and, you know, we're going to do our thing, and that's what it is. So, yeah, we're going to shock a lot of people this year. We're going we gonna to do our thing, this year, definitely. I love the confidence, man. Ken, yeah, Ken are we, are we going to see back-to-back rings out of Coach Ted? You're walking away from a second season in a row with another piece of jewelry on your finger. Man, hey. I wouldn't be mad if it happened, but you know what I'm saying? Being, 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 being humble. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not just about me. It's about the team. Of course, Man, I would love to go back to back, but it's about the team. Me personally, you know, it would be nice to have a little green, but Hey, any given Sunday, any given Saturday, we line up, we going to line up and we're going to have to battle it out. Only thing that can save you, only thing that can save you when you line up against the blizzard, you know, is the Lord himself. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Especially that defense, man, the proof is in the pudding. Coach Robe doing this thing over there on that side, and you know I'm learning from the from one of the best right now in the game. You know, Coach Robe said thirty picks last year, man. You the thirty pick, come on, man. Like, you know, we doing our thing, and we gonna bring it together. So, as a unit, we definitely we definitely got to bring a championship to Green Bay. We gonna do it. I'm telling you, it might not be this year, it may be whenever, but we gonna get it done. This year, next year, whenever. When it's our time, it's gonna be our time, and if it's not our time, we gonna make it our time. So. You know, that's I love it. I love yeah, it. I love, yeah. I love that you're staying true to who you are and you're trying to be humble. But I yeah. can see you like doing your best work. Yeah, I'm talking about that. Yeah, talking rip about. me my ring. I know you want to say it. I know I got you back. Yeah, I, man, I, yeah. I, can see, I can see the gears turning, but I yeah. see you staying true to who you are and I respect that. Yeah. I respect it. You're a better man than me. You're a completely <laughs> man. I don't give a shit if I'm down by fifty. I am going to run my mouth. I swear to God, I <laughs> I never set the hell up. So I res- I'm confident in loss, my man. I promise you that. So I, you know what? I got to give you a lot of credit for staying humble and staying true to yeah, you. Yeah, man. I'm trying I to you that, man. That photo of like Joe Burrow coming off the field in the national championship. Yeah, was- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care if I – I'm in sales, right? So my job is to mm-hmm. literally sell things. I don't care if a customer just walked out and told me no. I'm still the greatest salesperson that has ever walked the face of the planet. That's how it got to be, man. Most arrogant human ever. I don't care if I'm down by 50. I Run me my ring. I'm coming <laughs> yeah. back. I'm, just, I'm going yeah. for dramatic yeah. stuff. I respect that you're a very humble man. Uh, but – Tell me, man, like I said, you know, you, you got a ring under your belt. You're a mm. young coach. You know, you've got a lot of experience already at 25 years old. You got five years, mm-hmm. you know, and a ring to show for it. So what what is the future hold? You know, like you've you talked about, you know, you, you want to move up and stuff. So, 
you know, kind of give us that that five year outlook. You know what I'm saying? Like, what yeah. what can we expect from Coach Tay in the future? Uh, five years, well, I'll be about 30, 31 is. Oh man, I'll uh, probably uh, be. Before you start, I'm 30. I'm coming up on 30 years old next month, so you better watch how you proceed very <laughs> carefully, sir. <laughs> yeah, man, about five, man. Hey, I just one of the big things for me, I had to learn how to do is slow down. You know, I went that ring and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a defensive coordinator. Is that like, you know, <laughs> call the Patriots tomorrow, man. <laughs> Bill better call me. So it's one of those things yeah, like, yeah. man, you know, I learned I learned from from the people around me and, and the men that I talked to with, with Coach Moogs and, and Coach Robeson. You know, I want to move correct. I want to move correct. I don't want to I don't want to make my, my first job my last job. My first my first job as a D.C. or head coach, whatever. Make him. I don't want to make that my last job. You know, it's hard to get here, but it's even harder to stay around. And, you know, being a young coach, I got to prove myself every day. So, you know, I try to take everything a day at a time. And, uh, you know, I want to live in the moment. So one of the big goals for mine, uh, I'm saying it here now, you know, they say speak things into existence. I'm saying it here now, one of the biggest goals for mine right now, as I develop over the years, I want to be the youngest coach in IFL history. So I want to be the youngest head coach in IFL history. Like I'm coming for that. You know, I see Sean McVay doing this thing in the league. I feel like I'm around a great group of men, and then in front of the right, right person, and at the right time with with the right resume and the right person behind, the right people behind my back. I feel like anything is possible. But first, I gotta lay the groundwork. So when I get there, I know what I'm doing, and I can stay around. But um, just short term goals, man. Hey, I'm in Green Bay with it, man. It's right down the road from Milwaukee. I get to have my kids come, you know, my family and friends and stuff. So, you know awesome. what I'm saying? Hey, you see the Green Bay, man. You see it, man. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm here, man. I'm here. I love it here, man. Like, you know, Green Bay is it. Hey, recruiting. Hey, recruiting point. You want to come to Green Bay? We got nice facilities. We got a van. We got a Blizzmobile. You know what I'm saying? Know, we got nice sponsors. Hold up. Everything. I know. That you are not trying to recruit players. We recruit dead in the eye when I'm trying to tell you players. I know that is not happening. I'm I know telling you. We're hey, we gonna talk. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. <laughs> we're gonna talk. Cause I, I, I gotta hit you up anyway. We're gonna talk. But man, I'm telling y'all, y'all out there, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Some professional athletes feel like you got what it takes. Come to Green Bay. You're going to be around a nice group of people in a nice town. You got the Packers across the street from you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's called Title Town for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Come put your uh, legacy in Green Bay with, with, with the Fars and Aaron Rodgers and Charles Woodson's and all those guys. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we only going to get better. And it's and only going to get better for the Blizzard because, you know what I'm saying, we drop the temp wherever we go. Everybody can't be a blizzard boy. Everybody can't do what we do in Green Bay, and we separate ourselves. And that's what Coach Tate do. We all about working hard, the grit and grind. It ain't about being fancy. We get it out the mud, but in Green Bay, we get it out the snow because it's cold and snowy up this, up this thing. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we do. You know, Coach Tate, as long as you see me around, man, for the next couple of years, you're going to see me in the Green Bay in the Green Bay outfit until it's time for me to do what I got to do. And hopefully I – I, I, I progress and make it home here under Coach Robeson and do my thing under him. And, you know, we just going to pass the torch and we're going to do whatever it is. With me and Coach Matt, we're going we gonna to carry carry this thing out. I got Coach Matt back, OC. I got Coach Corey back, the head coach in D.C. And I do my thing with the special teams and the DBs and everything like that. So we're going to – we're going to – we're going to – you see Coach Tay around, man. We gonna die. I'm I'm definitely be in this green then for for a minute. I'm being this green, man, for real. I love it, man. I love it. 
before I let you go, before we say goodbye to everybody, you know, uh, it's something that I didn't let you know that I knew, but I'm a stalker. Um, I know that you have a YouTube channel ah. know, that you across a couple of different social medias. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. my job, my man. My job is to research. Yeah. My job is to do things. I got to come into things with as much yeah. ammo as I can. So before I let you go, um, if you want to plug your socials where people can find you, if you want them to follow you or not, I know I was watching some of your YouTube. I know that you were talking about, you know, as the season comes up, they're going to do some behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm super excited for that. So I'm really yeah. hoping that you do continue that, not to put too much pressure on you. <laughs> yeah. Doing coaching yeah. and stuff, yeah. but uh, you got, you made me excited watching that first yeah. episode. Um, I got the second one unlocked that I'm ready to watch. So plug yourself plug where people can find you uh if you want them to follow you in certain places you know i'll leave that up to you uh let the people know where to find the ifl where to find the blizzard what the website mm. they can go to to buy merch you know do all do all the you know paying the bills kind of stuff oh yeah time to pay the bills uh follow me on youtube at coach tay brooks you will see me in the green bay blizzard join is nice you know what I'm saying it's nice in the green and stuff up there you can follow, uh, add me on Facebook, man. I'm not one of those people who think, oh, yeah, I'm regular guy just trying to make his dream come true. And, yeah, you can add me on Facebook at Tay, T-A-E, space, D, space, Brooks, B-R-O-K-S. You will see me on there. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at underscore Tevion Brooks, T-E-V-I-O-N, B-R-O-O-K-S. Uh, you can go to the IFL.com if you want to keep up with the IFL, the Indoor Football League. Go to uh, GreenBayBlizzard.com. We got all type of stuff with the schedule, um, the rosters. You want to know more stuff about the players on our team. You want to look at the merch, uh, the merchandise that we have. If you're in Wisconsin, wherever we come to town, we play y'all. Frisco, Mass, Iowa, Quad Cities, wherever we at. You know, um... Say what's up to your boy, man. Say what's up. Yeah, I, I, you know, you see me out about, say what's up. You in Green Bay? Come to the games, man. Hey, we back and we live. You know what I'm saying? So if y'all ain't never been to an IFL game, wherever, it's football year round. Y'all check in with it. Check in with your local teams. Hopefully we play them so you can see how the Green Bay Blizzard do it. It's a new year. It's new energy. It's new everything. And, you know, so, yeah, just hit me up, man. Find whatever uh, apps you got, whatever socials you got. Um... Yeah, reach out, man. High school coaches, um, college athletes, whoever, man. I talk to everybody, man, because I'm still growing and learning myself. I love people. So hit me up. We can talk football all day. Uh, I got a PlayStation. We can play Madden. I'll put 80 on somebody. You know, play today. <laughs> you can catch me in wreck of the park. You know, so I got my squad. So it's what I call of duty, GTA, all that. You know, I do it all, man, when I got time. So, yeah, man, in the offseason. Hit me up. We can play games, whatever. And make sure you uh, check out the YouTube channel. And, uh, yeah, I got some stuff dropping, man. And make sure y'all look out for the breaking down the tape stuff, man. Like, this this is epic right here, man. Like, wow. what, is this the first IFL coach? Like, first, first IFL? You're my first, my man. I have had a, I've had a former NFL tight end on. We had a wide receiver and quarterback coach out of Cali okay. on. But, we're starting to, you know, we're expanding a little bit more. We've had some women athletes on, some some women in sports that we we're really proud to have on. But you're you're my first dive into the IFL, brother. You're you're setting the bar. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. Guys yeah. On that I hopefully live yeah. up to it. 
But uh, so for you, uh, Massachusetts, it's going to be the closest that you play for me because I live right on the like the border of PA, New York and New mm-hmm. Jersey. So Mass is gonna be gonna be the closest that I got. So when you guys are out there, I'm demanding like field passes. I want at least one. Be- no, I'm just playing with you, man. But um, honestly, brother, I-, I appreciate you coming on here. I yes, appreciate sir. I'm you glad answering my LinkedIn request. I appreciate you, you know, taking the time tonight. We had some some tech issues earlier. Yeah, yeah. You know, and perseverance, man. You you brought that up earlier in the episode. Perseverance is is a big thing that played into a yeah. life tonight for sure yeah you know so uh again I, I just appreciate all of it man you've been a blast to talk to um we'll definitely keep in contact we'll have you on yes, for an episode yeah. in the future you know maybe we'll uh we'll bring you on for so in the off season i want to do individual episodes for each team you know nfl mm-hmm. team as far as like what their fans can expect out of them what they want to see kind of happen stuff like that maybe we'll bring you on for a green bay episode so we can talk some nfl but uh, uh, Tay, it's been it's been an absolute yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll yes, sir. Talk. yes, sir, man. Uh, I'm here, man. It was an honor. Pleasure was all mine, man. Pleasure was I all. I love mine. it. I love it. And for the fans, you already know where to find us, man. It's breaking down the tape everywhere. You can Google it. You'll see me. That's I've gotten. You know that shit. Google, Google me. Google me. Google me. Google me. Google me. But, uh, you know, uh, the Facebook, the Instagram, the TikTok, by the way, I want to bring that up. I'm following the Blizzard on their official TikTok and they ain't got nothing. That I'm finna take over that. I got you. We, we feel that, hey, it's you're a new about the Blizzard, town, man. You're talking about the fans. That's the thing. You know, I've seen clips from YouTube and stuff like that on Arena League. Can mm. you imagine the TikTok shot from like the sides like that? Like a catch from. Yeah, yeah. My man, you gotta get on that. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna holler at him because I need to get on their socials, man. It's on, yeah. We 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 all across the Midwest, Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota. Hey, be Blizzard fans. We ain't worried about the Iowa Barnstormers and Quad Cities and all that. You, you support the Blizz. You see it? The Blizzard, man. Green Bay. We here. He went right after Coach Mo. I'm going to have to get Coach Mo on next. He know what time it is. He know what time it is. <laughs> he know what time it is. <laughs> picked yeah. any other any other team but man he went right after oh uh, yeah it's, it's always that it's always that man i love that go dude, talk to him no. on linkedin <laughs> i gotta go talk to him now anyway yeah. guys you know where to find us um later on tonight when you by the time you hear this this will be everywhere um again coach tay it's been an absolute pleasure yes, Generally, we end this with my co-host saying, I said what I said, and for me to bring this up, this is my sneaky way of getting it in there without taking his thing, because I'm not cool enough to have, like, I tried out something for a little while, it didn't stick, but that's Hector's thing, so I'm not going to end it that way, but I will say, it's been a pleasure, and we'll catch you again soon, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.